Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter. And oh my God, what a disappointing night it was for the New York Mets last night. And how bad do the fans feel right now? Because that game was well within your grasp. You had it one, one out, bottom of the ninth. The one of your best, and you can't even really get mad at Familia because he's done so good for you guys and he's done everything he can and you go with your best guy in that situation and you did and there's nothing you could do about it to combat that who who thought that you know Alex Gordon was going to come up and hit a 430 foot moonshot off one of the best closers in baseball hey that's why we love this game that's why we watch it they he he came in he did the unthinkable and in playoff baseball, world series baseball, that's what happens. So now you have a guy who is somewhat of a hero in game one, probably one of the best game ones in, in a long time in the world series play. I haven't seen one like that in a while, 14 innings and a lot of things going on back and forth. A lot of mistakes made, uh, not, not managerial wise. I mean, Lorenzo Cain's bunt, you looked at it and you, you blamed Yost, but it wasn't Yost. It was actually Lorenzo Cain. So so that came out of it. There's some glaring problems with this Mets lineup. And when you put out four runs, <clears throat> give your, your 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 ace, your your number one, the run support he needs to win the game, and he just lets it up on you, that's a big problem for the Mets. Harvey did not do a good job last night. If you're going to be the ace of the staff, I, I don't care if you you know it was a close game or, or circumstances granted. No, it doesn't matter. I know it was four three in the ninth, and you had a chance to win the game. But Harvey's got to not like not give up that lead in the seventh inning, and he he faltered again. So starting Harvey might have been a mistake. Should have went with the you know Degrom. He had his rest. One more day is not going to do much for him. But hindsight's twenty twenty. You can't really go back and say. It should have, would have, could have now. You did it. It's over with. 
but uh, I, let, me, let me touch on this a little bit more because you, now Harvey's not going to go three times for you. He's not going to go that extra seventh game if you need him in relief or, or whatever. And, and this series might very well go seven. Judging by that game yesterday where every fight, every inning was a complete and utter, like, <clears throat> just battle. So, if it's gonna, if the game's gonna be like that. I mean, I was up late. I'm sure everyone else was up late, and you know, I was going back and forth on Twitter, on Facebook, and all this, and it's just every inning was just nonsense. But from a baseball standpoint, when you're not, you don't have a vested interest, you don't have no dog in the show. It's easy to watch. You just sit there and you smile. And now I know what it felt like the last last year when we played these guys. But this team just comes back and and just nicks at you and pecks at you all game. You may jump out early like the Mets, but they keep on coming back and they keep on finding ways to score a run. And they manufacture these runs out of thin air. And that's what bothers you about them. You you really start getting on getting on the I hate KC bandwagon pretty quickly when you play them. And it's and it's apparent the way they play the uh baseball. They're not going to beat you like you know. Aside from that Gordon home run, you know that's very like rare for the Royals to do. They they are that kind of team. What they did for the rest of the game is what they usually do. And I seen it last year. You guys fell victim to it uh, last night. They're not going to go away easy. They're not going to be the Cubs. And this is why I also said this is a bad matchup for the Mets. And it is. They're 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 the anti Met team. They're gonna do this to you every game. So in order for you to to come back and be successful against them, you're gonna have to come out and and beat them up early and get to them. And they're gonna just claw your way back. If you jump out to like a five run lead, let's say in the second, third, fourth inning, they're gonna come back from that, but slowly. And you just gotta wait out that <laughs> that that onslaught that they're going to bring in just one, two, one run here, another two runs in in two, three innings. That's what they do. If a guy gets on base, they're so fast. And they proved it to you last night how fast they are. That one short hopper to David Wright that the guy beat out easily. I mean, I don't know who else makes the beats that out. And David Wright, you know, we got a lot to talk about with David Wright. But that play wasn't his fault. That guy was just fast. But later on in the game, the last inning, David Wright, El Capitone, needs to make that play, get them out of the inning. I know it was the first out. But you got to make it. You can't get a guy on right off the bat. You just can't have that, especially in the 14th when your pitching staff is dwindling and you have no one else to throw the ball, uh, throw you, throw the ball for you. You're running out of everyone. You you depleted your whole staff. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about, you know, what's going to go on for game two tonight. But the majority is going to be last night and David Wright and the Mets and Familia and how the the Royals just do what they did. So we'll be back after this, 347-989-0635. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter, and we'll be right back.
we're back, big big, big ring back. Uh no three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five is the number to call at the big ring show on Twitter. And before we start dismantling the Mets and David Wright and Familia, um just quick note. Yesterday I said something that was inaccurate. You can't advance the onside kick, so I just wanted to clear that up. Um yeah, it was my fault. And then on Friday for Football Friday, we have Hillary Garza coming back on from the JetsPress.com. And we got a new uh, new guy coming in, Paul Jackowitz, uh, from Giant, at Giants Extra on Twitter. He's going to talk about the Giants for us, so it's a good treat for us. And uh, we'll talk to them on Friday. But getting back to the Mets. So, now David Wright consistently has been a good defender his whole career. He's a gold glover. And he, he, he usually makes those plays that he he missed last night, and he made the error, which pretty much cost you the game. Uh, if he throws him out, you don't know what's going to happen, but the lead runner, the under run, was the reason they lost. So David just had one of the worst games I've ever seen a captain have in the World Series, a guy that's supposed to be leading your team, a guy that's supposed to be carrying all your players. Now, <clears throat> he did deflect a lot of attention off of Familia. And, and like I said, you can't really get mad at Familia for his performance. I mean, the guy has been lights out for you for a while now, including before the playoffs. And he stepped into the role. You know, your other closer wanted to just completely just do drugs every day. So he stepped in the role. He did great. David Wright is – completely taking the focus of him, putting it on himself. And I was talking to my buddy before, and he was like, yeah, he's doing one thing a captain should do, and that's deflect all the attention to him. And, yeah, he's doing a good job of it because that dude needs to get it together. If you're going to lead this team and lead by example, and we've been saying this for a while, this guy has been awful this entire playoffs. When is he going to step up? When is David Wright going to do something that matters in this series? When is he going to get a big hit? When's he going to make that play in the 14th inning? And he's consistently doing the wrong thing. And these I, it boggles my mind how these Met fans flock to this guy. Like he's some kind of savior. Like he floats up in the sky. David Wright has annoyed me for years. He wasn't worth the money for the contract. All the Met fans are crying. David can't go. David can't go. We got to sign him $22 million a year. Yeah, okay. Now what is that 22 doing for you? What's David Wright doing for you now? David Wright is a figment of what he used to be. After that hit from Matt Cain, when he wore when he got hit in the head and being them, which is a very serious injury. Don't don't get me wrong, but if you come back and, and you can't play the game the way you want to play it because a, either a you're nervous about being in the box and getting hit again, b if you do get hit again, it's going to cause more damage to you, and c you have that injury that injury, that spinal stenosis, that doesn't seem to be a problem now. I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything. I have no idea what spinal stenosis is or what it does, but you think it would be bothering you a little bit. And if it does start bothering you right now, going into the series where you're sitting out a game or whatnot, it's going to look real bad for you, David. It's going to look like you're backing out and bowing down to this and you don't want to do it. I know. I hope you're not that kind of guy. I hope you have a little bit more balls than that and step up for your team and, and, and play it out. But who knows, you know, uh, 10 years ago when Kurt Warner won the Super Bowl and he went to the giants, 
and the Giants were just falling apart, and he just stepped back. And I kind of told my buddy, I was like, you know, he, he's, I don't think he's really that hurt. I think he's just taking time off because the, the focus in New York is so great. When you're doing stuff like that and you're being a bad player, it, they don't – it's laser focus. It's like the eye of Sauron, like gazing at you. You're not going to get rid of it. So, you know, a couple, couple players, you know, Kurt Warner for one, I feel, did it. I don't know if Matt uh, – you know, um, David Wright's going to do it. But he's got to be a better baseball player. He is – he is – almost like it's almost like a joke right now how bad he's playing especially to have that captain and hey listen I understand the Yankees gave Jeter the captain role and and captain is a really strange thing in baseball to me because captain to me is someone who you know you go into war with like hockey or football when you're all together the major team sport baseball is the biggest individual individualistic team sport there is so when you have a captain it's kind of you know yeah you get a big hit you pick up your players yeah i understand that but it always was a weird weird thing to me to have a captain in baseball yeah it worked with the yankees Derek jeter lived off of that he fed off of that but david wright does not do anything with it he has not done anything with this captain's role and i know uh, you met fans are probably getting all butthurt out there and stuff i don't care the guy's trash right now. Start realizing it. He's not a good baseball player. He's not good for your team right now. So he needs to really start getting it together and turn this whole thing around. Because if he starts turning around, maybe Cespedes starts hitting again. Maybe Cespedes needs a little bit of boost from everyone else. Maybe he got tired of carrying the whole team by himself. And making everyone else better. Maybe he needs that guy like David Wright to come in and say, I'm going to hit, you know, a couple home runs, get us going here, get us a lead. You know, you're going to start seeing better pitches because I'm hitting good. David Wright needs to do that. Granderson's doing it. Cespedes hasn't hit at all. But, I mean, people go through lulls in the season. And this could just be Cespedes' low. He's, He's carried you here. He's one of the main reasons why you're here. Can't really get mad at the dude. But as far as David Wright hasn't been here all year, didn't help you at all throughout the season. Final stenosis kept his, kept his mouth shut. You didn't even hear from him. He was the quietest captain I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, every now and then Matt Harvey would mess up or something. You would hear a passive aggressive taunt in a in a locker room from him. But I mean, if you're a captain, call him out. I feel that's what a captain should do. Maybe not in the media. Just at least go in the locker room and say something. I feel he's just too much of a a femme to, to be a captain, and he needs to start stepping it up. I, I know you guys probably love him, but you guys have to be have to start getting mad at what kind of ball player he's doing, he's becoming in his playoffs, and he needs to start stepping it up. Now, Matt Harvey as well. Matt wants to talk a big game. Matt wants to tell Terry Collins he's ready for game one. And then he goes out and lets the Royals right back into the game. You know, so Matt Harvey, it, you know, I always I always wondered when these guys, they they go to these games and they say, I'm ready, coach. You know, Skip, give me the ball. Give me the ball, I'm ready to go. You always know, see it. And a lot of the times they, they come through. And a lot of times they don't. 
And Matt Harvey, <clears throat> who at you know six innings pitched, five hits, three runs, three earned, two walks, two strikeouts. <clears throat> now what do we say? The Royals don't strike out, so you knew you weren't getting ten strikeouts from them. They're going to put the ball in play, and that's when your defense comes in. Cespedes, first inning. What is he doing out there? What like did he obviously he has when your center fielder had overrules everyone, right? Overrules everyone on the field in the outfield. When he calls off someone, they're called off. If you go for it and that somehow collide with him, it's the left fielder's fault, not the center fielder. So he could have took blame off himself. If if he called for the ball and then that lazy backhand kind of I'm too cool to be out here kind of catch it. And that's what it looked like. It looked like he was trying to like hot dog it or something like just flip the bat, the glove back off. I I don't know. Did that boggled my mind? That's a run right there. Now, Kelly Johnson, you bring into the game as your DH versus a team who hits the ball and never strikes out, puts the ball in play every, almost every at-bat. They struck out seven times yesterday, over 14 innings. Not nine innings, 14 innings. So they played an extra game and a half and a little bit more of baseball, struck out seven times. And these had three of them. So he decides to put Kelly Johnson as your DH instead of putting Lagaris in center, who is one of the best defensive center fielders in the game. And it hurt you. Terry Collins has to understand that this game is all about defense. This is not about power. And we talked about this on Friday. We were previewing this game or two yesterday. You have to play defense to win the, anything in the playoffs and to, to make that kind of move, you know, Conforto hasn't been doing anything for you guys, nothing. And you leave him in start mixing it up, Terry. Cause if you don't start mixing it up, you're going to find yourself not winning the world series. And to get to this point, you guys were a team of destiny. You had all these factors coming through. And I always said it that you guys seem to be getting all the right calls and everything. Except for last night, it's starting to sway back in the Royals' favor. You need to put the kibosh on that as quick as possible. The Royals, you start letting them get a little bit of momentum and a little bit of taste of winning the World Series, they come out and win tonight. You guys are in trouble. You're in a whole heap of it. So, defensive moves, Terry. Tonight, put in Lagaris. Conforto's out. Do whatever you got to do. Switch them over. Slide them on over. Conforto, DHs. Who knows? You might want to even change that. You might want to put uh, Kadir in, but, you know, he he, uh, is 0 for 3 last night. 0 for 3 with three strikeouts, Kadir. Is is he going to earn? You know, it's fitting that Kadir and Wright are our best friends. Combined yesterday, two for ten with five strikeouts. Two for ten with five strikeouts from a core that was supposed to carry your team. The beginning of the year, 
It was supposed to be Wright and Gadire. Cespedes wasn't on the team. You guys are supposed to just have this. Gadire, you're talking about a batting champion from a couple years ago. I think he won the batting champion, or he was he was in the race for it. Come on, man. Yeah, guys with seven at-bats. Murphy, two for seven. Duda. Duda. Two for six. Three strikeouts. Two strikeouts. You guys struck out. Let me put this in perspective for you, okay? It was a 14-inning game. You guys struck out 15 times. 15 times last night. That's one per inning you gave them. Duda, three strikeouts. Kadire, three strikeouts. Darno, Cespedes, Murphy, right, two strikeouts each. And Lagaris won. Who Lagaris didn't play that bad for you last night. Two for three with a run. And um, he was a big, big factor for you guys. I'd keep him in. Maybe he's the hot hand. Maybe he's going to be that guy to spark you guys. Familia, one one and one. You know, one inning, one one out. One hit, one run, one earned, one home run. We we all know the story. Nice looked good. Two innings, one hit, three strikeouts. <laughs> take that from take that from Nice any day of the week. Cologne. Two and a third. Three hits. Three walks. A little wild. And you know, the guy the, the man with the rubber arm usually isn't wild. Sometimes he gets off his game. But Reed, you seen Clippard in there. You seen Clippard in there. And what uh, everyone was like, just bring Familia in for the six out saves. That's what I was saying. Or as soon as he let up that double, you would if I was Terry Collins, I would have bring in Familia. I know he got out of it. I know what happened and it worked out, but if you're a Met fan, you don't want to see Clippard in that situation. Game one of the World Series. You want to be victorious. Not what you did. So the Mets have a lot to go and work on for this game, too. And this is a huge, huge game, too. Huge. DeGrom needs to come out and pitch a DeGrom kind of game. He can't be faltering. So KC, they did what they did. Some of them, some of the hitters there, I mean, there's not a hole in the lineup. You look at their lineup, you have guys that for the year have been hitting and and creeping up on on league leaders. You know, you got Escobar, Zobris, Kane, Hosmer, Morales, Mustakis, Perez, Gordon, and Rios. You got Rios batting ninth. Not bad. It's a tough lineup. It's a very, you know, kind of clicky lineup. A lot of a lot of singles, doubles. They'll beat you, man. They will beat you. We're gonna take your calls three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five. Call me up. Let me know how you guys are feeling out there. Uh, follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter. And we'll be back after this. This is a this is a original band called Life After. One of my buddies' bands. Songs called Strippers. Played it for you before. Be doing that consistently from now on throughout the show. Enjoy.
Five number to call Big Rig here. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter. Just going over how um, horrendous the Mets played yesterday and how they need to get back on to what they're doing now. Maybe I'm being a little bit hard on them. You know, they were in position to win the game in the ninth inning, and they should have probably won the game. Familia, hey, that's your one let it slide moment, okay? That's your one free pass. Everyone gets one. You can't blame the dude. Now, right? You can blame. Duda, you can blame. You thought Duda was going to start coming around. But that layoff that we were talking about, I mean, yeah, he scored four runs, but it's kind of slowed down Murphy, Duda, Cespedes, uh, two for seven, two for seven, one for five, one for six, two for six. Uh, Is that good? I mean, almost everyone is subpar 300 for average. So we don't know. We don't know what today. Maybe they kind of got back in the swing of things. You know, a 14 inning marathon usually gets you back, gets you going. You know, you start seeing live pitching again. You pretty much seen everyone in their, in their bullpen yesterday. And Wade Davis is unhittable. That guy can do whatever he wants on that mound. You ain't touching him. Then you can't let them get the lead late in the game because you're going to be facing him, Herrera, Madsen. Madsen, as you guys should be familiar with, but you're facing all these guys that can get you out and get you out consistently, and it's going to be a problem for it's going to be a problem for the, the Mets if, if they keep on letting this go and not get the lead early and stuff like that. You know, who who knows? Who knows? You might come out and score seven, eight runs on this, on, on Cueto tonight. Cueto is, <clears throat> he's he's not what he used to be, that's for sure. I mean, he's 0-1 with a seven eight eight ERA. Okay? DeGrom's 1-0 with a 1.8. So that, that that's the difference right there. Cueto, everyone's seen Cueto on the Mets. Everyone should have seen Cueto. Everyone had to be has had probably had a number of bats versus Cueto. Pitched with the Reds for so long, so you guys should be familiar. Now, the one good advantage you guys have is not no one's seen Degrom. I think the only Mets starter that has faced anybody on the Royals was yesterday, and that was Harvey, and he faced Rios with the with the uh, Chicago White Sox. So he he was the only one that faced – so he's the only one that knew anything about Harvey. So now you have a fresh start with DeGrom. No one knows DeGrom. We'll see what happens, see if he can get the win. I have total confidence in DeGrom. Like I said, it's just not a good matchup for the Mets' team. I think it's going to go – I think it's going to go at least six. Depending on what happens tonight, I think if – you guys go home and you're down 2-0. I don't think it's going to go more than four or five. If you win tonight, it could go 6-7, you know, because you're evening up. Kind of, you know, momentum is only as good as the next day starter. But 
I, I don't really necessarily believe in that unless you're you're talking real deal aces. And from now until you you face your aces again, you don't really have your aces on the mound. Now you have Syndergaard who could shut you down at home, and he's pitching at home. But they don't really have anybody that they're going to throw at you that's going to you know, be that dominant where it's going to be, wow, we can't beat this team. No, they don't. Volquez is not – you've seen him last night. You can get to him. You're going to see tonight that Cueto, you're going to be able to get to him. Now, Volquez has been their best pitcher in the regular season and the postseason. Cueto's thrown, you know, dishing up home runs like he's, a, you know, a Wolfgang puck. So, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Tonight is going to be the night. Cueto seems like he doesn't care where he's pitching. I don't think it matters. I think the Mets are going to come out and and do some damage tonight, and that's the only way they're going to win, especially against this team. And you've got to come out strong in the beginning and let them just chip away at the lead, and hopefully they run out of innings before they tie the game. And that's what they did to you last night. And that's what they're going to do to you every game. Hey, versus the American League staffs, I I see them, you know, they they put up seven runs in, in five. But for some reason, they don't play nationally team or nationally teams very very well. They can't hit their. I always felt that pitching in the National League is a little bit more advanced than in the American League, and I'll tell you why. I know every time I'm sure someone's going to come up with a stat saying American League, you know, is batting four ninety eight against National League pitching, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that you guys have a DH, right? So you're adding ERA onto that already. And just nationally, it's just always more an eloquent kind of league. Like, I just feel it's more historic-wise in baseball. And and you get a lot of, like, the grinders. And it's just a different style of baseball. When you look at the two, you think power, runs, and not that much pitching, but good closers and good bullpens in the American League. Nationally, you think of, you know, singles hitters and great pitching. And that that's the case right now. You're seeing it. Now, the Royals are a good team, and they've been here before, and they're showing you their experience right now. And that's what the problem is. So you just got to get through. This game tonight, got to come out with a victory for this game. See, DeGrom, he needs to go right from DeGrom to Familia. Now, a lot of people were saying yesterday that Familia, you couldn't go six six outs with Familia last night because he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been able to go tonight if that was the case. First of all, you're in a game, and you're in the game one. So, and I never understand why managers do this. Win the friggin' game first, and then we'll talk about tomorrow. Why don't you concentrate on winning a game when it's right there in front of you? I know it didn't have any bearing on the game, but it should. If it did, if he lost that game with Clippard, who gives up a double right off the bat, and you're just like, "Come on, Clippard, you're gonna start this again." So you have that. He can't pitch six outs because you don't want him to pitch today. The dude just had six days off. Okay, he's a, he's rested. Trust me, he's rested. He's ready to go. He's a young stud closer. Stop babying him. 
he can go six outs and pitch the next day. Especially him. He usually gets people to ground out early and strike out. He's he's not that wild. He threw a heater over the middle of the plate to Gordon that Gordon just crushed. I mean, ten, nine times out of ten, I don't think he does that. But Gordon, he he destroyed that ball. That was mostly what four thirty, four forty, and he's got to be flying high. The Royals got to be flying high after that win, and it was more of a like a Gettysburg kind of ordeal than it was, you know, Hiroshima with the Cubs and the Mets just completely nuked them. And you're not going to do that to this Royal team. So I want to see what the Mets do tonight. I want to see how the ground does coming back from that kind of shaky start. And who knows if the Grom is going to battle through it or not. This team is very annoying. We'll see what he does. The Grom should come out with a win tonight. It all depends on how his control is. And if he's hitting it, if his pitches are working, I tell you, looking, uh, talking about pitches, that uh, that pit changeup that Wade Davis throws is just, that thing is insane. That is like just I, I don't know, I don't know how you hit that. What is he dropping? Fifteen miles an hour off the ball? It's a beautiful thing to watch. Can't stand the Royals though. Mets should come out victorious tonight. As far as you know, the box scores and stuff from last night. I don't want to go too much in the stats. I, I went over it enough, and, and they're they're pretty self-explanatory. You've seen all their, you know, how they scored, you know, Gordon home run. Flores got an error first. Magara scored. You know, Mustakis And what's his name? Almost made – who was it? Um, forgot. On uh, on Kansas City yesterday, uh, Mustakas it was. Sorry, Mustakas. He covered that ball down the line. That was a short double, and he's a good third baseman. He's almost he was like a a right kind of third baseman. He reminds me of him. You know, not the greatest hitter gets the job done. You know, in the regular season, <laughs> as far as the playoffs, he's. I'll take Mustakas over right any day of the week. We know what David writes about in the playoffs. And I don't know his stats from ninety six or two thousand six, but I'm, I'm sure they were decent because I didn't really hear about him choking it up. But this, I mean, this is going to go down. Your twenty two million dollar man is going to go down in fire and flames from this one. He is killing this team. Maybe Terry. Maybe you should move him around in the lineup. Maybe shake up the lineup just a tad. Put Cespedes hit in front of. You know, I, I'd put Murphy second. I go Granderson, Murphy, Cespedes, right, and see if that shakes it up a little bit. I think that'll help Duda out a little bit. I think they should kind of shake up the lineup. That, that's a good that's a good thing for Terry to do tonight. I don't think he should just go with this vanilla lineup he's been putting in. Maybe get Lagaris up there. Shake it up and see what happens. Yeah, you scored four runs. But, hey, don't don't beat your head into the wall over and over again, Terry. Because it might bite you in the ass. Back up to this.
I went back from break talking about the Mets from last night and seeing how they did. Um, obviously, they were in position to win the game, and they came out short. And Familia had a lot to do with it. David Wright had even more to do with it. Uh, I don't know how much longer that game would have went on uh, if Wright does throw um, throw him out of first base in the 14th. He, it could have ended that inning. It could have went on. Mets could have got something together. Who knows? It was a long game. It was a battle from start to finish. It was heartbreaking if you're a Mets fan to go through all the, that wave of emotions that they did from start to finish, battling back, coming back, scoring runs, going up two, then them battling back. Then the Gordon home run when you're up 4-3 in the ninth with one out, two outs away from a, a first game victory, going up 1-0. DeGrom on the mound versus Cueto tonight. You're looking really good if that happens. It didn't. Get over it. Today's a new day. Start, you know, focusing on what what you have tonight. It's one game. This is the first time the Mets have been down all season, series, all all postseason. This is the first time they went up with the Dodgers. They didn't they didn't lose a lead versus the Cubs. So now they get to the World Series against the Kansas City Royals, and now they're down one. Now they're, you know, I don't know if their world is quite ending like uh, they're talking about, but they should be fine. Just focus on tonight. Shake it off. Can't let this bother you. Can't let a game like that bother you because you know what? Their bullpen is just as as depleted as yours is right now. So that's what I don't understand when people start talking about, oh, the bullpen's, uh, you know, depleted now. We can't do this. We can't do that. No. That's not the case. They're in the same boat as you. Not like they didn't do the same thing. Not like they didn't play 14 innings. It's the same thing. And you just got to hope that their arms get tired just as long as your arms get tired. Now, you got a lot of old arms in your bullpen, aside from Familia and Reed. But, you know, Cologne, how, how much longer is he going to do this? You know, he's, 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 I know he has a rubber arm. Guy saved you guys a lot this year, especially in the postseason. He's, he's pitched good, and you know you you can tell what kind of outing Bartolo uh, Colon's going to have right from when he starts coming in. If he starts throwing wild, starts giving up home runs, he usually settles down. But you'll you'll be able to tell. Nice looked f- phenomenal last night. Uh, I mean, I, I might. Think about bringing him in a couple more times if he's going to handle the lineup the way he did last night. So a couple good things came out of it. You know, Granderson looked good. Granderson with the catch in right field. You know, shake up your lineup a little bit tonight, Terry. Lagaris needs to start in center. Defense needs to play a lot better. The errors and the missed balls and it, on both sides of the team. It's not just the Mets. The Royals had a lot of errors, too. Uh, you know, you can't win. I mean, I know it was 1-1. It looked like a couple of them were scored non-errors. And, you know, they do that all the time. It, it, call it what it is. If you see a pig walking down the street, guess what? It's a pig walking down the street. If the guy makes an error, don't baby him. Give him the error. I know you don't want to take it out of the, you know, take it off the pitcher. Because, God forbid, scorers take it off the pitcher. So, you know, we we want everything unearned. You know, everything has got to be unearned, taking care of the pitchers. So, 
we'll see what happens tonight with this game. DeGrom has to get, has to have his control early. If he has that and he he's calm, I mean, he's not nervous. You know he's not nervous because he wasn't nervous the previous series. He pitched bad a couple times. Not even bad. He pitched he pitched decent. The first game of the postseason, he pitched really well. And other than that, he hasn't really shown DeGrom-like performances, but maybe he'll get it back tonight. I, I feel DeGrom might pitch better knowing that his team is in a hole. And to, like his DNA, we're going we're gonna to take a look and x-ray DeGrom tonight, look at his DNA and see what he's made up of. Met fans are going to get a nice, detailed look on what your young pitcher is going to do from here on out as a Met tonight. Get a nice, detailed look, quick look. Who knows? If it goes to Grom, to Familia, game's going to be over. You don't want that that middle. You don't you don't want a six a six run battle like in L.A. when he's battling every pitch and one pitch away from getting taken out of the game. I don't think your bullpen can afford that tonight, especially if their bullpen's not doing it. So I, I feel the the way this series is going to dictate itself is tonight's game. If a pitcher gets out early, third, fourth inning, because he's not pitching well, and they go to the bullpen, it is going to absolutely demolish your bullpen. A fourteen run game, a fourteen inning game yesterday, and your starter can't go more than three, four innings tonight. That's going to be a game changer right there. So if I were the Mets, I'd try to get to, you know, Cueto as early as possible. Get him into that bullpen. A loser. You want to go into that bullpen with the Royals losing. Then they start throwing everyone out. And at one point, you don't you don't want to go to that brink where they just leave the guy in and say, hey, listen, you're going to die by the sword tonight because we're not bringing anybody else in. You don't want to get to that point. You want them to be a little bit more competitive and just, diminish their whole bullpen. Then I think you have a shot at changing this series around. I know it's only been game one, but you have a shot of of getting to that bullpen when you're down. The Wade Davis, Herrera, the Matson, when you're down and they're overworked, I think that's when you can get to them. So if they do come out and you get to Quaid early and they get into that bullpen, I think the Mets have a good shot for the rest of the series. And that's something that you got to think about. Uh, hey, that's all depends on how your bats come out tonight. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We're going to go over what we're doing tomorrow and what we're doing Friday as far as football Friday. Um, big game in the AFC East tomorrow night, Thursday. You got the Patriots and Dolphins, which is, if you're a Jet fan, it's very important. You, you kind of want the Patriots to win. And I'll tell you why on, on the way back. Little lady, this your wonderland. 
we're back. It's Big Rick here, 347-989-0635. Give me a call. We'll discuss whatever you got. You got a Twitter account, at the Big Rick Show on Twitter. Send me a message. We'll talk about it on the show. And we just talked about the Mets. We're going to switch over to Thursday Night Football for uh, all you football fans and you know, a little end the show with this. And, you know, why you want the Patriots to win is you want the Dolphins as far away from that wild card as possible, especially when we got to play each other again. And I, I think the Patriots are – you only play one game left with the Patriots. So it's kind of hard to take over the division. I think we're more looking at a wild card, and that's what we have to start thinking about. And with that wild card berth, you don't want the Dolphins anywhere near it. So you want the Dolphins to get buried right now along with the, the Bills and just put yourself in a good position because you are in a good position right now. You're you're leading the wild card. Uh, so, you know, the, the Steelers had a big loss to the Chiefs. The other day. I don't know how that happened, but we'll take it. And the Dolphins lose tomorrow night. Put them way, way back. We got the tiebreaker with them right now, depending on what happens. We only lost one AFC game this year, and that was to the Patriots. So conference loss is one. Division loss is one. But the the Dolphins will have two after this, and they'll have three conference losses. And same thing with the Bills. So the Bills lost to the same people the, the Dolphins lost to. So you, you do want – the Patriots to win. As unfortunate as that sounds, I know as a Jeff fan, you don't want any of any of the guys in your division to win. But and especially, you know what? I, I don't know who I dislike more, the the Patriots or the Dolphins. Uh, the Patriots have they're a good team, and you can you could get on board with them a little bit and kind of respect them every now and then. But the Dolphins, the Dolphin fans think they have the best team every year, year in and year out. They think this Ryan Tannehill is going to be their savior. They're comparing him to Andrew Luck. I seen a stat sheet the other day. Who's better, Andrew Luck or Ryan Tannehill? And I know Andrew Luck is struggling this year a little bit. And, they, I mean, is it even close? Ryan Tannehill, dude, he ain't saving your team. They, they, they will talk about Dan Marino for 50 years now, it seems like. And that's all they talk about. Now they talk about this Ryan Tannehill guy, like he's the next Dan Marino. And everyone that comes on the team, Matt Moore, you know, Chad Pennington, everyone's the next Dan Marino with them. They're the most fickle fans I've ever seen in my life. And they think they're the greatest. And Dominic and Sue, now they got Dan Campbell at the helm leading the team. Now they're the greatest team ever. They beat up another bad team this weekend. So now Dan Campbell is going to come in and – Light the way for everyone. No, I doubt it. I doubt it, Dolphin fans. Please just stop with your nonsense. Because that's all it is, is nonsense from you guys. You guys haven't done anything since 2008. Man, what a nightmare it is just to even look at you guys. It, it's, to even look at you guys, is a, the, the, it's disconcerting. And it like almost gets me depressed because you wear, first of all, you root for a team that wears teal and orange. And you call yourselves men. And you play a manly sport. You're in Miami, and there's no one that goes to the game. Because let's think about it. Why are you going to put a team in Miami? Sunday afternoon, beaches are packed. Hot chicks everywhere, bikinis. What's a dude going to do? He's going to go drink on the beach and stare at bikinis all day. 
now watch as teal and orange fairies play football. So, Dolphin fans, you need to be ashamed of yourselves. You're not that good. You never were that good. Your expectations are way too high. Get over it. You're not a good football team. Joe Philbin, worst coach I've ever seen. Yeah, you got rid of him. But Ross is an even worse owner. So, don't even think about making an attempt to go to the playoffs. Because you know what? I hope when the Jets play you again, we play you home, we dismantle you. Because that's what you deserve. You just need to be out of the playoffs. Because every time you think you're in the playoffs, you always <laughs> you wind up going eight and eight. You could be you could be eight and three and you'll go eight and eight. You're just that team. You're like Jerry Seinfeld. You finish right in the middle. You never break you always break even. <laughs> That's what the Dolphins are. So you know, Dolphins are the Jerry Seinfeld of the NFL. And please just stop with your nonsense. You're not a good football team. And I hope Tom Brady puts an aerial assault on you guys like no one's ever seen before. And they come out and they beat you and they just bury your chances. And that's tomorrow night, short week for the Patriots and the Dolphins, and I can't wait. Uh, Friday, we'll be doing uh, interviews with Hillary, Hillary Garza of the Jets Press, the Jet Press, sorry, .com. Follow her, follow her at Hillary Garza. And then we'll also be talking to Paul Jackowitz, I hope I'm saying his name right, at Giants Extra on Twitter, if you want to follow him there. Get some giant news. See, the, see you know, the Giants, where they're headed, how they're doing for the rest of the season. You know, just basically talking. I mean, you don't want to call. You want to call, send me some Twitter questions that day. We'll, we'll ask them. Um, as far as that, Football Friday, tomorrow's going to be game two. It's going to dictate a lot of what we're talking about for the next couple of days anyway, because it's the World Series, and who knew the Mets were going to be this far? So the Grom tonight versus Cueto, it's got to come out. Got to pitch this game. Mets got to hit. Mets bats got to come alive. Terry need to mix up the lineup a little bit, and we'll see what happens. And there's always one question that we always need to ask ourselves. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Yeah, I'm starting to get it now. I'll see you tomorrow, guys. Thanks for listening.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.